Easy E. I normally ask you this very next question just because it's the next thing I normally say, but I genuinely mean it this day, this time. How are we? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what? For someone who did 19 training runs and the 20th being the marathon, I am actually in good nick. <laughs> I, I have no business feeling as good as I do today. I get you, I get you. I think that's because you've got the first one done on your belt before. I don't think there's any sort of pain like that first Martin pain. So if anyone's listening to the pod, this podcast and on do- they did double Martin and it was their very first Martin, they're like, how's he all right after 19 runs? I'm an absolute heap. Uh, it, it's literally that, that for, I mean, I felt the first one for weeks and months to come, but your body does get more accustomed to it, even if you have been pulled back and training for different reasons like you've been. Um, yeah, but, but my body itself, it's, it's stiff and sore, obviously. It's stiff and sore. Like, I'm not going to go out and do another 20K today, but I think by the end of the week, I should be close to to to, to 100% again. It's kind of, for me, like I've done a bit of a leg day yesterday. Like, you know, hmm. I'm moving around fine. Going downstairs, though, you kind of realize, oh, yeah, these are tired. Um, but uh, apart from that, had a shit sleep last night now. And I, and I think Same. that's more, well, one, the volumes of alcohol being <laughs> one one thing. Um, <laughs> but in two, in general, like your, your nervous system, everything is, is under severe pressure after the marathon. Like you might be talking and feeling okay, but um, the body is working hard to repair and recover. So yeah, I had a terrible sleep. I woke up three or four times. Um so yeah it was just weird I woke up uh, to go toilet at like well it, I thought it would be set 7 o'clock in the morning I was like oh that was a nice sleep jeez it must be nearly time to get up it was 20 past 1 I was like Jesus Christ <laughs> oh, that initial like, deep sleep <laughs> yeah for once like normally I'd be like oh my god I have so much more sleep to have but this one I was like for fuck's sake <laughs> It's got the light. I look at it for another half hour. I had a oh, very, very similar experience. All right, yeah. <laughs> I was in a hoop. But um, I, su- I suppose we were at the time at the very end of the podcast. We're going to hit the intro music and go right from the very beginning of our double Martin weekend. Right, I've hit the intro music this week's episode of the Ending Given Monday podcast. Let's go. I don't even know how to begin, Eric. I really don't. <laughs> it was a hell of a weekend. It was a hell of a day. I, I'd say, first and foremost, we're very, very lucky once again with the weather because looking out today, it's a Monday afternoon as we record this with our hangover heads in us. Uh, horrific rain. Saturday, same horrific. But yet, God must love the double Martin because this is my fourth one and each one has been sunny. It was threatening during it. A little bit of drizzle, but apart from that, it, it was a good day out. It was unbelievable. In fact... Uh, well, I know we're getting probably ahead of ourselves. I felt the sunshine in the park. I was like, oh, it's warm. Because mm. <laughs> it's never you, like uh, from the one I've done 2019, it wasn't that warm that quick. I didn't feel it get warm till probably through the halfway mark on the on the last one. But it was warmer early anyway, definitely. Yeah, but uh, it was but one absolutely two, beautiful. There was one or two comments like, fair play guys in the marathon, especially the heat. I was like, the end of October heat? And I'm like, actually, yeah, because I don't remember sweating as much as I, as I did in that marathon. Like, even, even the first couple of came, I'm like, oh, this, 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 this is a thing now. I know it's the end of October. It's like last week, you're playing with the heat for in the end of October. But it was definitely a warm marathon than, than you would have expected. Or it felt that way anyway. I don't have the exact data beside me in that one. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it was the no breeze as well. Like in, in terms of running conditions, it was absolutely perfect. Mm. Couldn't complain about headwinds. Couldn't complain about soggy shoes. Uh, okay, yeah, a little bit of heat, but it was enjoyable heat. It yeah. wasn't 
extreme heat. The only reason it wasn't enjoyable was because you knew you had to do 42 kilometers. So you'd nearly rather the cold just to keep you cool. But um, what a day. What a day for a run. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, me and you, had a, I don't know if we went over the top of our other discussion beforehand about, um, so Eric said you were very nervous and stuff before. I'm like, that's not nerves, that's excitement. And for some reason, that was just a topic of conversation for the next half hour in the car before the event. <laughs> <laughs> and I was afraid to ask, how were you truly feeling before the race? Um, not as nervous and I will say nervous I know it's excitement and it is nervous excitement but my armpits were sweaty standing there at the start line mm. one because we had jumpers on because we insisted we were bringing our jumpers <laughs> and, black bags. and it was probably too warm for them I, it, mm. it was lovely um, I was definitely colder at the start line at other Martins definitely yeah. colder at the start line it was nice and mild um, I was I suppose I was venturing into the known but the unknown I was, I knew every corner, I know every stretch, but I didn't know what I was going to be capable of. Um, and to me, that's where the plan was the plan. And no matter what happened, I was like, just stick to the plan, see what happens. And we'll figure it out. If we have to walk around and bite the pride, fair enough, we'll do it. Um, and that was it. But yeah, I was, I was kind of just, when you've done it before, you've done a 335, you're kind of like, I can't be over four hours. Like the ego was just like, don't be over four hours. You pathetic yeah. piece of shit. No, but it, like, but that, was, it, that was for you and your standard, what you said yeah, for yourself. 100%. Like, because yeah, some people with our times go, ah, hey, when they're doing the two and a half, three hour stuff. So it's, it's all relative to what you've done before yeah. and what you feel like you could do in the day. Yeah, no, it was. And it's, it is, it's just my own personal standard to, the under the four would be what I would call my limit of don't be slower than that for me, for mm. me. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was, I was a bit, I was a bit nervous, but um, into the crowd. And, and this was the first time I didn't see Ozzy. He was close. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't see anyone. And I was like, it was actually a bit weird. I was kind of like, Oh, I'm running on my own. <laughs> <laughs> he must've heard all the hate I was giving him. Um, but uh, no, yeah, it just, it was the first time we just said our usual goodbyes and you shimmied up. Now it probably felt like you walked away ages in front of me. You started to cross, you crossed the line probably about two meters ahead of me. I was still behind you kind of thing. Hmm. Um, but after that, turned the first corner, I didn't see you again. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 you froze. I said you froze. I say, um, that, that, that start. I, I wasn't high up as I thought I was. I was doing my ducking and weaving and all the rest to get through the, 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 the waves and stuff. It was very jam packed. I remember two of us got at the end of it. Go, uh, you know, that's that's what happens when there's twenty five thousand people now in the event and it's gotten bigger, and bigger. But I was actually looking at numbers. It was probably less doing this one than it was before. It was only yeah, under fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Where was the other ten? The other ten were gotten for a different reason. Well, you kind of like. It's a weird one because I'm seeing all the different arguments and stuff online about changing names and all the rest. But most of the people had gotten their tickets since, you know, 2019 or maybe 2020. And then someone would change their names and stuff. And, you know, a lot can happen two, three years as 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 well as those last six to eight weeks before Martin. You're going to have a dropout. Like, I think there would have been usually 16, 17,000. I could be correct on that. But there was only... Only best part of 15, but I didn't feel that style of race. Like I was trying to weave through people, trying to settle into pace and stuff like that. And and I was a little bit slower. I thought in the first round, it took me a good, 
I think it was into the Phoenix Park before I caught up with the 330 bubble and I wanted to stay ahead of it. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be one of those days. But, yeah, um, it, was, um, it was one of those things. Is it kind of like a gym membership? I was kind of wondering, as like, now that we've moved on to an age of technology, whereas if you want to change a name, it should be boop, 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 click, mm. done, paid the 10 euro fee, and that person then goes and collects it. Is it kind of like a gym membership where they're kind of banking on the 4,000 not turning up. Yeah, I, I, I'd i say so, all right. Um, the other side of it, they, they don't want to change the name because one, I, I've heard the argument being like um, health and safety. So your numbers assigned to you. Uh, so they look at it. They, yeah. At the same time, no, you have I the get back that. of the paper though. Like, no, you, you, I like, get that, right? But say in the week before, the, the expo hasn't even opened. I'm doing it, you're not. I say, I can't do it. Here's the details of the person that's going to be doing it. As soon as you hit send, obviously automatically the details change. Sean Coffee's now this email address, mm. ping, go and collect. Because I didn't have a race number until I went to the RDS. That's the thing I was going to say. Yeah, not neither of us did. They they print did they print out the name of now in front of us? Yeah. Because I was doing very fast. We, we didn't have to go to so to, for people listening, like we were just told like there's a load of line of volunteers and and first chance I gotta say it, the volunteers unbelievable job. Uh, absolutely uh, amazing, absolutely class. But there was a big line of people, and it's just like whatever, whatever person was free. Okay, you pop into them. So they, we, it wasn't alphabetical order as you'd see in other people. And we already had our assigned race numbers. All it's just basically there. You are. There's your code. Scan it. Bang. That's the number now assigned to you for for the race day. So that sounds like it's very easy to uh, to change names and that. Yeah, and that's why I'm just wondering. It's there's a few little criticisms I'll have now, and I think if it was the first one, I wouldn't have many. But now that we've done it a few times. We, we'll talk through it. There is it. There's a few little things. I'm like, ah, this should be a bit better now at this stage. Yeah, well, I suppose we'll, we'll go through the, the start of the race, the hills, um, heading up towards Christchurch and stuff. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was steep enough. And then uh, even though we said it in the podcast, coming through in the Stony Bar, going up the hill, I was like, this is this is longer than I thought this fucking thing. Where is the Phoenix Park? And then that water station came out of nowhere and bodies were just cutting across me before taking that little side road off Stony Bar. There was no signs and up for it because I thought it was further on up the first one. I don't know yeah. if it was just people setting up a table, what happened, but people just started cutting across. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go barrel through people. It's kind of my first criticism. Um, right. At three kilometers, do you need a water station? Really? I don't know. I, 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 I found at the end of the race, I couldn't find a water station if I wanted one. <laughs> and that's when you were like, oh, there has to be water coming soon. Yeah, um, he gets a 24 mile and there's a small bit there and there's not much else after. I mean, no, I actually... Like, true, true 30k, there's that carnage water station. What a terrible <laughs> place to have a water station. There's two years in a row we've been body checked at water stations because people spot. are panicking. And the hammy nearly went again. And I was like, I don't believe it. Not again. <laughs> this stupid water stuff. Um, so, yeah, like it's, I, I, I think, I think through 5K, because you have one in the park and that's mm. a reasonable place that everyone's kind of spread a little bit. There's more room in the park. It's nice and open. Great place for people to take on water. 100%. Yeah. Start there. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Then after the park, you know, they're, the realistic or maybe maybe people are happy to have it there but getting water in stony batter and then 3k later getting water again like oh, surely less, less surely one of those water stations can go over yeah. to 35 kilometers or or you know like mm. 
somewhere on that back stretch where they're just long straights, you know, like, and that's one of the one complaints I have. But you asked about the nerves. Mm. Um, that kept me very, very diligent um, on my pacing because I followed the 340 balloon. Right. And I followed that kind of for the first 2K because I knew we're trending downhill to the river. As we turned to Stony Banner, I said, okay, white balloon. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I switched on to heart rate. Pace was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, was hitting the 130 into 140, and then I started climbing. As soon as I hit 150, I said, whoa, Dropped. slow it down. And then uh, just monitored 153 was the maximum I allowed it to go to up the hills, and then it'll settle down 149. I maintained the heart rate of 153 up until Chapel Lizard, uh, between 145, 153, whatever the peak or trough. And I did that off heart rate. And my pace managed to be 520, 540, 550. You know, it was varying all the way through the different stages. And it kept me really, really disciplined. Chapel Lizard Hill, 170 something all the way up. <laughs> but then I was conscious that as I crested the hill, steady on, just let it just just figure yourself out and uh got on the water got on this got on that and um yeah it kept me very very distant for the first half very distant for the first half we we are studying contrast i say that first tor- turn where you couldn't see him anymore that was the last time i was in the 150s in the heart rate i was 160 and beyond that my, my my garvin tells me that the race i averaged a 168 and uh 181 was my highest it was just all pace 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 it took me I, I, I was actually struggling from four or five K. I'm like, I'm not going to maintain a good pace. And then when I got to Castle Knock and the bands and all started playing, the band was playing Eye of the Tiger. I'm like, yeah. Then I started dropping down to a, a four, four, five and a four, fourteen. I'm like, am I going too fast? And at that stage, I'm like, you know what? Let's just go for it. And, and I know I've done that before and it's ended up horrific for me. But I was just like, let's go for it. Let's see how long I can last this pace. And I started fluctuating between 440 and 450 trying to settle into that then uh, straight through to the half and um, I went over the, the under the bridge up over like that chapel lizard hill at well, the end of chapel lizard and he come back towards Inchicore and I don't know where it comes from but I was you know in the zone with the pace and all the race feeling good and I swear to God, I heard a train and I literally jumped and turned around and your hands like don't worry that's over up, up the bridge above us that's not the train coming this way because my head was just gone I'm like oh I'm in trouble <laughs> that train was coming it's like we on the tracks what's going on here I have to say like you don't realize and every year we say it but from the river to the top of Knockmaroon Hill you are climbing mm. it is a climb the entire way and the nicest downhill is in that Phoenix Park by a mile it's just so long downhill and it's absolutely lovely. But met one of the listeners. I'm going to give a shout out to James. I came out from behind a tree from toilet break number two. And uh, <laughs> um, I uh, it was the first time I've, I've taken a whistle in the marathon and I did it twice in the first 10K. I kind of figured that if I didn't just jump off behind the tree in the park, if I was waiting for Port Lose or hmm. I couldn't do it in the street or anything, I was like, ah, oh, look, at least if I get it out of the way here. I, I and if I stop in the 10k well I'm still fresh Fair enough. it won't feel like I've stopped because there's something about stopping when you go through 30k you're like I can't stop now you know so um got it out of the way but I met James from Donegal Town was one of the listeners he was like oh you're Eric I was like yeah that's me 
Um, and he's like, I listened to the podcast. It was mad. I've met, I've met a couple of people who listen to the podcast. Uh, but James James got me through, um, I suppose, towards the halfway mark. Um, and I was getting to Chapel Lizard Hill. I kind of tell, I was like, James, look, heart rate's rising here. I was like, uh, I'm just going to have to let you go here for a minute and fight, get into the hurt locker as we get up the hill and I'll talk to you in a bit. And um, yeah, and then we, we, we came through the halfway mark um, and then I was just in the zone. I was just in the zone through there. And uh, James, if you're listening, I apologize if I came across as rude after a certain time, but there comes, there comes a time where you just have to close the door and just follow the, the hash markings in the middle of the road and just switch off for a kilometer or two. <laughs> It was surreal because like this is obviously our first podcast. Um, this is the first any given Monday podcast of like uh, the us doing a double marathon because before it was twenty nineteen. We instead podcast during twenty twenty, but like a couple of stages. Hey, you know, I had one lad cruising up by me around thirty five k. You know, fist pumps. Ah, Sean, any given Monday podcast, and I was just slouching going up towards that hill. I'm like, oh my god, right. I'm after being noticed in the podcast. I'm, I'm doing a running podcast. I better set a better example here. Chest up, up tall. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Soon he was gone. I'm like, oh my God. And I swear within a minute, someone else was like, hey, Sean, I need to give him day podcast. I'm like, oh my God, this is class. Now it only happened five or six times throughout a race in front of, we said 15,000 people and so many people watching this stuff. But even to, to, to hear those things and that people are listening to the podcast, um, it was such a huge boost. Like, cause I didn't even have my name on my, on my uh, my number so when people said something to me because they actually knew me from the podcast or from from work or, or a few other things like that so it's it's it, it's a hell of a boost we get that and, and the people that are listening that did shout us or even mention the podcast was pretty cool so anyone that's listening i'm not gonna go through all the names because i will forget some people and um, thank you very much for that. that that was really cool yeah it was it was cool and uh it was just nice to see people out suffering as well and it was uh mm. it was good um Food wise, how did you get on in the first half? So, food wise, I I, I had the, the four gels. So I had three gels in um, three gels in Galway. And I said I take the fourth gel with me just in case because the hills and all the rest. And then um, the the Lucasaid stuff. Ah, once or twice the Lucasaid cups, I just threw it, and it was like I think more went into my eyeball than into my mouth. It was so <laughs> horrific. I was yeah. like, so much for laser eye surgery. But then, you know, I seen all the cups and stuff all over Dublin, people throwing the stuff around the place. I know it's a different tangent and all the rest, but it's just it's just all messy and stuff. But um yeah, I, I had my my first gel probably around Castle Knock and I had some of the, the, the salt stick as well at that stage. Because I knew soon after that was the Luke State station. And then I knew another Luke State station was the halfway mark. And then I kept the three gels for, for, for the last half. And we'll get into that near the very end. We talked about home stretch because it definitely hit me one way anyway. But I did that, that was my strategy then. I had, to, I, I had a different strategy, but as it was going on, I was like, you know, there's a few Luke State stops here. Try and have what we have, little subs of water here on. And then to, I wanted to have more of the gels the second half, but I also didn't want to, I wanted to have like that boost, but I didn't want to wait too late on it because then it, it means next to nothing. So I was trying to get that timing right. And I, I still don't know if I did. Yeah, just on the Lucas, just before Chapel Lizard, I was handed uh, the 750 mil bottle of Lucasade. Mm. And I took as much mouthfuls as I could, as I could, because I was not carrying it up the hill. Um, yeah. But it felt like such a waste to be letting go of the Lucasade. I felt like, so I understand why they were doing the cups. Yeah. But equally, like trying to drink out of a pint glass while you're running <laughs> is like having an ashtray on a fucking motorbike. You can't, <laughs> you, you can't do it. So fair play to anyone that did. 
uh, some people kind of did the slow down duck neck mm. you know just sticking it out and I was like after that I'd, I'd kind of given up on Lucas I was like I've seen them cups I'm not, I'm not going near them um, but yeah uh, the little bottles of water and the salt house went down the tree but yeah I ate a lot in the first half and I you think had Mars bars and all with you you did an Aussie on it yeah now my review on the Mars bars right <laughs> I couldn't breathe for about a kilometer. I took one bite of it and I was chewing it for about a kilometer and there was caramel stuck to the roof. Ah, and I was like, right. And I did it during the crowd and people were like, go on, Aaron. <laughs> so I thought that was the end of the Mars bars for me then as well. So I've tried them, didn't work. But as I was coming up towards um, Kilmainham, there was a very nice guy out with a massive box of bananas and people just kept bypassing. I could see it for hundreds of meters mm. and everyone that bypassed, I was like, yes, yes, there's guaranteed to be bananas. <laughs> and you have one? Oh, it was magic. Really? It was absolutely magic. Oh, it was so soft. Just sat in the side of your mouth, pretty much dissolved on its own. And uh, I just chewing it away and then got, got it into a bin. Eventually found a bin, uh, got the banana into it and uh the skin into it but it was brilliant so I kind of had a little boost because I'd had my gel I'd had my long jelly I'd had a banana mm. I'd had a bite of a Mars bar <laughs> I'd had my second gel a salt tab and I was only at 18k at this stage I was like I have fueled very well because the banana was a Brucey bonus I was like I've had more than I bargained for so yeah I was feeling all right coming up to half yeah and then when did when did you like was there a certain stage after that where like I, I think no matter what happens you're gonna hit it. I definitely hit a wall at thirty four and thirty five k. Um, I know we talked about the podcast last week, but oh, there's no wall, you know. But literally, I can't. Klonski, but starts to gradually incline from there. Um, I I start my pace. It was the first time I started to hit below the five minute, and 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 that's when the the, the, the struggles really start for me. And I was trying to have the extra gels and you know the the Lucas A cup into the face again and whatever I could come up. Did I happen for you any stage around that point, or were you staying um, the rest of the way because all the nutrition you had? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I kind of went into my own world through the half. Um, James was with me for a little bit. I actually don't know at what point I didn't see James anymore. Um, because it kind of just, as you come out from the half, you're climbing all the way through up to Crumlin. And it is a hill. Hmm. So you come up Chapel Lizard Hill. Then you turn, you're heading for Crumlin Children's Hospital. You're climbing again. Uh, even after, you know, there's a few more little hills. Like yeah. it's pretty much climb, 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 climb. And then you start to kind of level out, descend with little climbs, rolling kind of climbs. But um, I was just kind of cruising along and I looked behind me and I kind of thought I had a couple of minutes ahead of the balloon. I wasn't too sure what pace I should be running at uh, because my next complaint, the markers that they gave you from the marathon were in miles. And sure, I run in kilometers an hour. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had no idea what pace I had to be at at different times and then I'd put it on upside down so trying to read it upside down and you told me that I was like you donkey I was like look at it going oh no he actually did put it upside down yeah yeah. <laughs> but uh, having it in miles and then I'm trying to pace that off kilometres an hour and I just I hadn't I hadn't a breeze but um, yeah so I looked around at one point through 25k and the balloon the balloon was behind me and I was like I kind of got a disheartening fright. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck, they're there. <laughs> but um, I kind of just 
drifted into blue and I recognised one of the pacers, uh, Brian Ankers. He, he actually paced me in Dingle. Um, oh, brilliant. He was doing the four hour and I uh, just said, oh, there's Brian, we're at it again. And he just started laughing at me. He was like, what are you doing here again? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a, I don't know, a 500 meter worth of a chat. And he was like, well, how are you feeling? Are you all right? And I was like, at that point, that's what I said to him. I, I just said, I'll get to 35K and then I'll see how I'm fixed for a sprint finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that was, that was true 26K, I think. And I was like, and now I, I kind of took stock of it then. I was kind of like, I actually am okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not too bad. And then I went back into the zone again, stayed silent, kind of went through the crowds. The crowds are really on top of you this year as well. Yeah. I don't know if you notice it, but it was, uh, cause I was kind of running on the outside and I was kind of jostling for position in the group, both a bad thing. Cause it kind of messed with your rhythm mm-hmm. and a good thing. Cause you're distracted. Um, you're more worried about not kicking the ankles and not doing this and that as you're running with the group. Um, so I found myself jostling for position for a little bit and then came through 30K and I was still there. But then I started noticing just people walking, people getting sick, someone collapsed. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> is, this, is this the moment? And that's when I came across the water station. I was like, I'll get water on board here at 30K. Yeah. And it's an absolute shit job. <laughs> I hate that water stop people just panic and they're like water and they cut across you and body check you and everything. It's a, and it's a narrow spot. I, I don't like it. I don't like well, it. That's where the whole, you know, the, the, the race truly begins in that last 10, 12 K. So it's, it's the last chance to get water before the race truly begins. It's probably what people are thinking that they need to get the, the water and supplies in there. I, I, I could only assume or people was like, water. <laughs> yeah. It could be either or it could be. Either yeah, it was mad. One. It was uh but it was cool. And, and an element to me that I didn't really get was um, when we were on my own, it was fine. When I picked up the balloon, when the pacing balloon was coming through, the crowds went wild. Mm. And you kind of got to stand up on the back of the neck, goosebumps as well. And you're kind of like, ah, this is cool. And uh, until like you were rammed in and there was kids like slapping you in the side of the head. <laughs> just trying to, you know, be encouraged. No, you those like, kids. <laughs> But the heart rate, my heart rate would rise up two or three, four or five beats mm. per minute as it come through the crowds. One out of fear of running into someone on the side and tripping up or, or doing something. But yeah, it, it's, it definitely works. Uh, it, it, especially with the crowds. And, you know, DJ had a good song. I definitely felt it for like, we've said before, music is cheating. And I, I fully believe after Essex, you hear the good song and stuff and the heart rate went up, but it was in a good way because you kept pushing it a little bit faster. You felt great about it. And then be a little dip after gone, but you have like some classic rock songs and stuff. And then I can't remember where it was, but all I heard as it coming towards it, crowds there, big turn, DJ there. And all I heard was, Baby shark, do 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 do, baby shark, do do do. <laughs> and I kind of can't think it was a crowd around 15, 20 people with, with yellow t shirts. I don't even know what it was on because there was almost tears coming down my eyes, laughing and also in pain. And they're all like, Mommy shark, do 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 do, mommy shark. <laughs> that was stuck oh, in my man. head for the next four or five K. <laughs> like, just some some contrast in the towns you run to. As you're coming through Crumlin, there was Tiesto blaring, and your man, like, Go on, Mary. <laughs> yeah, what the boy. I was like, this is like a rave, just missing the glow sticks. 
And then you go through another area, like I said, it's baby shark. And well done, guys. You're, you're almost there. You're doing great. Instead of go on, you're good thing. Yeah. Such a study of contrast. It's great. <laughs> Three miles in the difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah, no, it was good. So that was me up to 30K. How are you then uh, through the half? Um, after half, I was, I was feeling good. I was, I was around 144. I think 142, 143 around the half. And I was like, okay, it's feeling good. But I knew I had to pull back at that stage. I was getting my 440s, 445s. And I was like, this, I'm not maintaining this. I'm going to have to be readjust a bit and try and get a little bit closer to the five, settle into a 455. I kept thinking that if I stayed under the five for as long as I could, I'd easily get the 330. Um, And then somehow the time just got away from me. I don't even know how, because like in the last four or five K, I was like, oh my God, I might make it. Whereas I thought I was comfortable then. I only went over five a couple of times, I thought. Uh, obviously, it was a lot more than that. I must have missed a couple of buzzes. I was like, oh my God, I'm after dropping the pace significantly that I mightn't get to the, the 330 at this stage. Um, the, the Heartbreak Hill, that felt like a long, long, slow build hill to it. The hill itself is nothing. It's like, it's, it's one of the, it's a little bit steep, but like there's so many people in. And like you said, they close in on you. That it, It's not that much to get to the top of it. You feel great because you know you've got that long down to the to the N11 from there. But it, that wasn't at the part. It was just the, the constant slow build to it, more so than, than the hill itself. I struggled with How did you struggle with, with uh, Heartbreak Hill? Or did you struggle? Yeah, there's actually a climb, probably about, mm, I'll, I'll guess, 3K before it. Um, it kind of shakes you out. Hmm. Um and there's a water station. There's a nice downhill afterwards, but there's a there is a climb before that to kind of let you know that oh yeah we're here now. Um and that was a funny one. Um because I had kind of was in front of the balloon, slot toward the back of the balloon, kind of jostled me up to be a beam the balloon. Hmm. And um after that hill, I was kind of like, gee, I don't feel myself having to have my elbows up anymore. I looked around. It was only about 15 of us left with the balloon. Whereas when oh. I picked it up through the half, there was, we're, t- we're talking a good hundred, you know, mm. like I was like, where the hell did everyone go? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and you know what? Weirdly motivating. I was kind of like, I still feel fine. What is going on here? I was was like, this the 340 balloon? This is the 350 balloon. Oh, 350. So it was, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would assume that a lot of people were aiming for the 340 and 350 to start. So that when the eventual pull off would come, they'd aim for that under sub four. I know yeah, I did when yeah. I did it. Yeah, well, it, well, look, it was similar to what I was doing. I knew if I stuck with the three fifty balloon, I'd make it under four hours mm. with a, with time to spare. And yeah, it was it was great. Now when we were coming to that hill, I forget the name of the townland. Um, I was like a beam with the balloon, but I was kind of aware again. I was like heart rates in the one sixties now, but we've only ten k to go, so let's have you. Let's see what we can do. Um, and as they came to the hill I was like I'll slow off the pace I'll catch them on the downhill and this was the nicest part for me and it was it was like a little breeze just blowing in here. it was it was just the little bit I needed mm. as we came to the base of the hill started climbing the pacer says alright lads we'll just slow it back here now until we get to the top of the hill and it was right at the pace I wanted to go at and I was Brilliant. like oh, I'm with them oh, I'm with them <laughs> <laughs> I'm the prayers were answered, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was slap bang on what I had slowed it down to, and that just gave me this burst of I am with these for the next little while. It was absolutely brilliant. 
Um, I suppose we'll push on towards these these last two, three miles because if anyone listened to the, the Top 10 Tips podcast, I had said to you that the, the race to me is, is, and it was in 2019, it's a 24-mile race. When you get that last 2.2 miles, it, uh, it's just bliss because you do see the crowds building up, you soak it in, you know you've done it, uh, and everything's all good. Uh, and what a crock of shite that was because I was the complete opposite today. <laughs> I struggled for the first time in my life running, my head went, as in I felt lightheaded. And we the the bodies at this stage, there was more people walking and sideways walking and their legs cutting straight and and, and just like on their hands and knees to the side or stretching their hamstrings than there was actually running. It felt but it felt like that's probably a bit of an exaggeration. But there was a lot of bodies that had dropped during those last two miles. And usually it's there to carry it. But my head was going, my hamstrings were seizing, my calves were seizing, my lower back was starting to get at me. Like everything at that stage. And I was just like, if I stop once, it is a difference between a 330 and close to a four-hour marathon. Because I knew if I stopped once, that was it. I was I was not able to pick it back up again. Uh, so it was, uh, as, as you would say, that to sum that up, I literally went to the Hurt Locker and I, I didn't enjoy it as, as I'd done previous years. It was just, let's let's keep fecking going and having those conversations with yourself. Like you, you're not stopping, pal. You, you got to find a way here. Yeah, and I don't know about other years or maybe people, maybe it's just because it's so long or I don't know, was I not paying attention the last time? I've never seen that many people on the deck in blankets in a heap. Mm. <laughs> like I counted 11 bodies is all I'm going to call them because there was nothing at home. They were in a jocker on the ground and, and, the, and a few people starting to join them. Um, and at one point, one of the pacers uh, from our pacer, he was in it. He just pulled really? off the side and let the air out of his balloon. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I actually, it was, it was watching all this coming in uh, to UCD, 38 into 39K, uh, sorry, the last 5K essentially. I was with the balloon all the way into UCD. And that's when I seen all these people down, seeing all these people walking. I was like, how am I fixed? And then I was like, well, I have 5K and I have 10 minutes in the bank. I was like, we'll stick with them at least off this N11 and we'll take a right turn in and uh, we'll see how we go. Turned the corner, climbed with them, descended with them, came around the corner, got aggressive with a few people that were, were walking just to try and spur them on. I was like, come on, the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, spurred yourself on as well. Like, yeah. it is, it's, yeah. it's, it's 50-50 in terms of who helps. I turned onto the long straight um, and I call it the long straight because I hate it and pet hate of Irish life, Dublin Martin. They need to put more distance markers on that final straight. Um, oh, yeah. Because one, my watch was telling me I had 400 meters extra than they were telling me I had to go. Hmm. So I was trying to do the maths. When I came to 40K, I was like, what? I, it says I've only one and a half. So does that mean? And then trying to calculate, I, was, I, I just kept telling myself <laughs> I had 2K to run. No matter what I was at, I was like, oh, two more K, two more K. And then eventually I crossed the line. So I think it would greatly help for people to get a countdown, you know, in, in the hundreds of meters, 500, you know, you know, whatever you have left, you know, or even count up, go from 39, 39.5, you know, 
the, the screen thing. to mark it was cool with the, the, the last mile to go with the big massive screen and stuff just to put a positive yeah. spin on that that was cool yeah. and seeing yourself like hey and yeah. a little chuckle myself and then I was back in the hurlock again but to your point I have a bit more of a of, of a countdown there would would, would be class especially because because uh, my head was gone I couldn't I, I couldn't calculate at that stage I was just yeah I knew I was at a certain pace if I go faster something's going to go on the body if I go slower I'm I assume I can make t- I have to stick at this pace and, and see what happens but it's like you had talked about it on Thursday um the, the midweek podcast like crossing it was fairly emotional i'm not gonna get into more detail that was fairly emotional trying to cross especially time and all the rest and the, the, the year-long build to it but then when i did cross and like i went straight down my hands and knees i thought i was gonna get sick everywhere i was in an awful way for a good half hour afterwards but there was a tent to your right and there was just as many people going right into the medical tent as it was going left to go down and get in the metal and you seen people the wheelchairs and it was like a proper war zone at the end. We just seeing the, the bodies and the, the I heard about people afterwards and stretchers and the wheelchairs. And like and, and then I had to lie down. I was looking around, I was pretty much surveying the carnage and, and I had to hold the hamstrings. The hamstring was cramping up. I was like mm. I just had a good laugh and giggle to myself. I was like, why did we put ourselves through this? Because when I did Galway, now I know I did it seven minutes slower four four weeks ago. There was none of that. Like everyone came through and everyone's feeling good and there was no one going to get met. It was all just in like it was like 5K and getting your goodie bag and on you went. But there's something, I don't know if it pushes because the crowds, you push more than what you think you you, you have. It just gets that extra little bit out of you that when you're done, you're completely screwed. But like this was one of those, those things where like I'd never... Out of all the races I've done, even the 80K, I, I, I don't think I've pushed my my body to the, to the limits that I did on on sunday to, to to get the time i got like i was i i could not have gone with the exception maybe the stars trying to find my position through the crowds there, there's nowhere in that race where i can honestly feel like i could have got an extra couple of seconds here and there because i felt like it was just whatever was left it was was just gone and i was in a brutal way at the end of it brutal. yeah for me <laughs> i kind of took the your approach of enjoy the last 3k yeah um, <laughs> When I turned for that home, I knew I hated that bit. And I, I said it before, I hate Chapel Desert Hill and I hate that long stretch to finish because you don't know when it's going to end. Um, and I, again, seeing people walking, seeing the bodies on the floor, I was like, and I was starting to feel it from 39K. I looked at my watch and went, ah, the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And I was with the balloon and I was like, I can hold this. I knew I could hold it but I will not enjoy this finish. And I was like, I can take, I can just slow it down here by 10 to 15 seconds a kilometer and just make sure I can cross the line smiling yeah. um, rather than drooling and growling um, because it was getting to the drooling growling stage. We, listen, a fantastic position to be in with 3K to go to only really meet that decision of, oh, we need to have an argument here with 3K yeah. to go is absolutely brilliant. I was delighted. Um, but I think knowing I had my sub four, knowing I had stuck with the balloon, knowing it wasn't going to be faster than a marathon I did before, I didn't care. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, I let the balloon head off and I just relaxed and I started looking up rather than down. Yeah. And I started seeing the crowds, the barriers, looking out for time. I, I know more about the last 3K than I know about the rest of the race, com, com, to be completely honest with you. I didn't see the watch ding a lot of the time. I didn't see much else because um, I was just staring at the path, staring at a little bit of crowd and, and just 
getting on with it. But um, slowing it down for that because I was looking out for supporters and friends and families. The balloon was always in sight. Like I didn't fall off the wagon. I just added 20 seconds just to guarantee I was like, there's no hammy's going to go. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to cross the line. I'm going to see yeah. it see the fam or whatever else and, and just enjoy the last couple of moments and and it was the first time I've enjoyed the finishing of the marathon I can't believe we both had a 180 on this one I'm actually I'm a little bit disgusted <laughs> myself because usually and I, I'm sure the pictures come out in the next couple of days and all the rest but usually like Galway for example there's always a smile on my face even the 80k I mean I would laugh and a smile and all um, I don't think there's going to be too many pictures of me from I could be wrong but I don't think there's going to be too many from Dublin especially that last 5 to 10k where it's anything except just a horrible grimace in my face and just get through this one way. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it was just one of those things. Um, I, I, I'm not going to get into too much detail how bad it was, but there was a point in my mind a half hour after this that went, I might not be able for a pint. And that really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I recovered. I somehow recovered. And, and a great session afterwards. Like I said, we had tolerance. We got to see some people from the podcast as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And then I had a little victory this morning, Sean. Oh. That Strava gave me my second fastest marathon because at 42.2 kilometers, <laughs> my watch dinged at three hours, 50 minutes and zero seconds. Brilliant. <laughs> we got to clap that technically, one out. <laughs> technically. I did a three-hour 50 marathon, as I said, I would try and do. But uh, I was looking through a lot of times. Most people, I know it's a wide course. You could end up taking corners wider or less or whatever it is. But 400 meters is a lot. And I was looking at some of the professionals' times on Strava uh, who are taking pretty much the straight oh, line. Yeah. They were 200 meters over 42.2. Some of them were showing 42.4. Now, I know there can be a discrepancies in GPSs and stuff like that. But when all of them, are mm. trending above you kind of have to think clans maybe have a look at where the start and finish line is will you um because yeah. there's a lot for, for yeah. professionals that takes takes those lines 200 is a lot um but same time i'd rather be slightly no, now sitting down here talking to you yeah, podcast, yeah I'd, rather I'd rather be, be slightly over no, than, than under yeah. like galway was somehow under for me by now it was only by but I think I do an extra 10, 15 seconds of running down to the end of the barricade, jumping past the people. I'm like, this watch is saying 42.2. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so an extra 15 seconds of that. Like, but I, I, I if, if it somehow had it been short, uh, I would have collapsed anyway. I was like, the, the watch is not telling me the marathon. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm finished. It's just, it's just a little, because we live in the world of, of stats and everything now, mm. it's, uh, yeah, I just, I just noticed. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a lot further than you said it was. <laughs> um, 400 meters that stage is a hell of a lot. <laughs> it's a long way, but uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, I was a bit, I was a shook puppy though. Um, I was absolutely fine. I did cross the finish line as if I'd just done a 10K. Um, I was high-fiving people, congratulating people, dragging a few people. I walked to my medal. Other people were holding on to barriers mm. to the medal. I helped that the guy all the way to the to get his medal and then just kind of pushed him over to the side and said, chill out there for a second. <laughs> um, went, got my bag, got changed into my jeans, my socks. Everything was functioning fine. It was only really when I sat down, I think the body was like, what the fuck did you do? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went in to get a round of drink and that the bar was nine deep and warm. 
Yeah. And I got really headed. I was like, oh no, I'm out. I'm out and the pints are going down slow. But yeah, about an hour later, I kind of came around. I, th- I think it was just all the sugar and not proper food. I was mm. just, I just needed to eat, but couldn't, if that makes sense. But yeah, it was, it's absolutely like, that was not my quickest marathon, but that was my best marathon. By a, it was the best planned. It was the best um, structure, the best discipline I've had. Um, it was the most comfortable I've felt. The legs were fresh the, pretty much the entire way through. About, uh, I think it was a 37K. I hadn't hit a wall, but I just yeah. started to feel it in my right glute, actually. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, I'm starting to feel it there, but it's fine. And that was at UCD. Um, right. At that stage, I'm like, ah, I'm home. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter at this stage. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed everything. And it hurts me really does hurt me that I'm saying that with four and a half weeks of training. Like I did 19 runs, the majority of them less than 9K. Um, and what then could be in I, But in fairness, you did a lot of cycling stuff beforehand. Like that gave you some yeah. lot of base. And all that's the same, but it's not like you just went, you know, you, like if someone's listening to this, like, oh, geez, if I hop off the couch in four and a half weeks, I can, I can get a marathon in. It's like, no, you, one, you've been there a couple of times before. You were, I know you had your struggles this year training for the hard man, but you were training for that. You had your ups and downs there. You had your big uh, missing the Madden head cycles of five, five days of pure hell of 170, 180k each day. So, you know, that's that's a big the, the cycling for the four and a half. The cycling definitely gave me the resilience. And it also took the, the impact and stuff off your legs yeah. as well. Like, yeah, so, I mean, time. it's not a bad but, thing um, to, to do now indoors. Yeah. But running wise, it was uh, it was just amazing to see, and and I suppose it's a it's a big plus to know that okay, did some cycling four weeks and still able to manage that. So what what am I capable of? You know, like it's, yeah. it, it 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 leaves a question mark there to go. What is the next season going to bring for me? Do you know, there's a bit of encouragement there to go. Look, maybe don't have a fat Christmas. Let's start training now and and see how far we can take it next year. See what you can do. But it's it is amazing, and like I'm, I have to say that when you go through the Instagram afterwards in Strava, the buzz for me kind of drops away from what I've done, but it's so good to see what other people have done. The sub three hours, the oh, sub no. three and a half for you, people taking on their first marathons, all the families coming out to support that person, giving it their best, and mm. it's absolutely amazing. I I love watching everyone else's reaction i i don't care people are like to me well done i was like yeah i know i was going for drinks anyway but <laughs> and i don't mean that in a bad sense that did that novelty is gone for me but, but you put the, four and a half weeks in had you gone for an, a 16 20 week training program and all the rest and i went for a, a pb time you, you'd probably get those same feels and stuff right back in oh 100 but i i think more so the double marathon for me is watching the joy and everyone else now hmm. I think it's seeing the happiness on her, and the sadness and the hurt on everyone else's face. It is both. Uh, you know, both, both comes with it. And that's, that's almost the, the, the beauty of it. Like it's, it's, you know, it, one of the signs, you know, if it was easy, everyone would do a, do a marathon. It's, you kind of need to see that, that, that pain and stuff people come through. And, and, and look, Hey, my, as well as me in the past failure, outright failure in a marathon. Um, but you appreciate when you, when you do it and, and other people see how hard it truly is. And, 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 you know the, the the joys and stuff you say from from different people doing it, but I suppose you're talking about on on a high right now with all that. Um, this podcast is dropping on Tuesday morning, and at the exact same 
well, roughly around the same time that morning, you get, you'll get you get a text and I'll get a text. You got 48 hours. Are you going to sign for Dublin Martin next year? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no question of, you know, do you sign up? Of course, if I'm, I dread the day I can't have the mm. weekend free enough that I can give it a go. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of just more, I don't know. Some people have a get together with their friends because they, this is the day they may have graduated and the reunion and this, that and the other. Like, Dublin City Marathon's just a reunion for me now. It's an excuse to just see sit familiar faces and familiar places. Like, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Like, seeing Ozzy the for a point, I don't think I'd seen him since 2019. Yeah. You know? I, I and, and, and there was that thing during the run with the back of your mind. Oh, geez, you're going a long way from COVID and all the rest. Because I was the first really big, big one with all the crowds and everything else that came with it. But there's people there I hadn't seen in ages. And 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 you were saying just throughout this podcast, you know, seeing such and such from different events and all the rest. It's mad the more of these events you do, you, you do get more of that kind of like um I suppose running community for lack of not the hashtag or anything like that. Um, but you do start to see more of the familiar faces each and every time you come out and do these things. So to your point, it is kind of like a reunion. I do see it more of it as a it's a big weekend. To be honest, with you, I, I do set it up now as a start of my week holiday in, in the wintertime. Um, so I'm off for the rest of the week now and you know going away for a couple of days and all the rest. And, and this is the big the big start of all the training and everything I do. It always somewhat leads to to that race. And then when it's done, it's like just enjoy a week of time off. But have it's so some people are looking at now going, geez, a lot of money for for the event, whatever. And hey, we're not sponsored by Doug Martin. You do what you do with your money. But it's a lot more just a race itself. You're not going to get an event, I don't think, like this anywhere else in the country where you have those kind of crowds and all there, that kind of atmosphere after it, seeing all the different faces, going through their own struggles and stuff. And like you say, there's a ton of different stories of Facebook and Instagram where people go through and they dedicate the runs to and everything else. Uh, it's, it, it is just a phenomenal thing. I suppose to wrap all that up, that's why they, they, they do call it the Friendly Martin. Yeah, and it's um, it's... <clears throat> people talk about do your Londons do your Bostons do your this do your that Dublin is just it's okay mightn't have the same quantity of crowds quantity of people but when you're in a crowd of two to three thousand people in a wave that you can see it is mad like mm. even through even through 30k you're still surrounded by people running at the same pace you go and do some of the other marathons or runs You'd be lucky to see another person at your pace, you know, depending yeah. on the day. And it's 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 absolutely amazing. It, you just feel like you're part of the herd and you can't stop. You know, there's there's part of that bringing you along. There's it, it, there's so much the crowds, the whistling, the, the DJs. Like there are other marathons that are very good and enjoyable, but it's just it's a phenomenal experience. If you're thinking of doing one, do Dublin, get into yeah. the lottery. Do you know, yeah, like 100 percent imagine going through 20 weeks to do I'm not going to name a margin because they'll come after me it's the same yeah I, I get do a small from. I'm not I'm not getting anywhere near where I, I'm not putting myself anywhere near where I put myself yesterday uh, or, or Sunday friends when you listen to this uh, without everything that's involved there uh, uh, it's cliche whatever but it's totally true like all the volunteers and everything they do all the crowds the thousands and thousands of people that turn up the atmosphere everything like the, the DJs and music and not even DJs music just random people with beatboxes and <laughs> beatboxes where am I from but oh, sound, systems, <laughs> sound systems in, in a car and ever just just blasting out songs and stuff and 
that makes yeah. a big difference. You do get an extra someone, bit of pep. Someone at a random point just had a massive speaker playing Coldplay, and I was just like, oh, this is brilliant. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what it's all about. And it yeah. is. You don't, you don't get that. And there's advantages, disadvantages, other Martins and stuff, and we can pet peeve and like we have take little things that what we didn't like about Dublin, and you know the the the, the, the bottles or the gels everywhere and everything else, and, and and it does have it's it's not perfect, it does have its issues, but overall, if you're trying to trying to get one mark to your first marathon, I, I I can't say anything better than Dublin. Yeah, no, it is it is good. It's unfortunate that it's such a lottery system and it's mm. come in over the last few years, but. The demand's um, there for that though at the same time though. So I mean yeah, and, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, it, it's supposed to be a non-profit thing. So it's like they're not making money off the extra stuff, but the minute it goes into it with the advertising, the I'd, I'd rather they took a fair bit of stuff out of the goodie bags and all the rest of it a bit yeah. cheaper. But you know, that that I, I I don't do marketing business like they do, so who am I to judge on that? But um yeah, it, it's it's just a phenomenal event. Yeah, love it. It was great. Well done to everyone. I know a lot of people who did fantastic times. I know people who showed up with no training and still came through uh, in under four and a half hours and stuff. Um, there's some phenomenal people, Matt, to mention them, Sub 3, 257. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, stuff I'm jealous of. You know, like it's like, oh, I'd love to do it that, but I know how hard he works and I'm not sure I want to go there just yet. <laughs> but, you know, like it's uh, Aussie came through as well. Minimum training just shows up, gets it done. Mm. Like the resilience some of the people we know have. Bobby, you met us. Marky just went on a training run. You know, like there is so many phenomenal people with different stories and different backgrounds just running the same roads as you. Like, and whether you like it or not, you ran on the same road in the same race as someone who did it in 211. You know, like there, you you ran the route that some people struggle to win. Um, it's 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 amazing. It is amazing. It's it's phenomenal to see some of the Irish athletes, the time and they're putting in. When you look at the results and go, whoa, because mm. you now know what it's like to try and run at that pace and how far they have to do it. You get an appreciation for for the sport, but you get a medal as well because it's a long way. It is yeah. a long way, and I wear my medal. I wore it all the way. I was wearing it on the couch last night because <laughs> I can't wear it today. I, no, it's gone now. It it's gone now. Never wear it again. Gone. So I, I, I nearly wore it in the shower. <laughs> but, um, you took yeah, that proud we, finisher a bit too far there, man. <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, you've only one day to wear it and that's today and, and wear it. Or, yeah, well, yesterday, anyway, the day of, so I wasn't taking it off or anything. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's really good. Well done to everyone. It's um phenomenal to see a lot of people will have done it and they'll say, I am never doing that again. Um, and in the next two days they'll make that choice because it comes up fairly quick. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of people who will say, One, that didn't go the way I wanted it. I'm gonna try that again, which is a good attitude. And then there's others like myself and yourself that have already got the page open waiting for it to come online tomorrow. You know, like it's it's different for everyone, but it's it's an absolutely amazing experience. Thanks for everyone who supported on the sidelines for whoever you were there supporting. Um, for those who shouted out my name because it was on the tag and didn't know me, thanks very much. For the kids who made the signs with the turbo boost hit here, thank you very much. You know, the guy who gave me the banana didn't know him, but he had a box of 50 bananas. Thank you very much. You know, like it's it's absolutely amazing. It's It's phenomenal. It was great to see so many just people encouraging each other and pushing each other on and 
yeah, absolutely fantastic. And that's why I'll still love it and I'll do it next year. To the girl said, my arms are amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Put some tan on them, though, they're for the rest of For Irish arms, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't sum it up any better than you did. So unless you got anything else to add to this week's episode of the Edinburgh Monday podcast. No, right. that's it. That's it from the two of us, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting. Uh, that's it from the two of us, myself and Eric. Take care. Bye.